Hello and welcome to Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and organizations in the Elizabethtown area. My name is Denise Grove. I'm the Executive Director of the Chamber of Commerce here in Elizabethtown. Excited to be back with you on this Monday and excited to have Natalie here with me. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi, Denise. It's great to be here. It's good to see you this morning. So question for you. Most famous person you ever met? Oh, my goodness. Anybody famous? Anybody famous? <laughs> um, well, I am terrible at recognizing people uh-huh. like my family makes fun of me all the time for this so I have met some famous people and didn't know till afterwards, afterwards. <laughs> when someone else told me um and it just so happens probably the most famous person is also like really distinct looking and very recognizable um but I met Wayne Gretzky at a hockey game oh, actually okay. at the old Bears arena um okay. when it was the old dome building and he was there to see his younger brother play. Oh, and wow. And was standing around the old concourse, talking to me, very friendly. I was probably, I want to say college age, somewhere around there. Um, did not know until he walked away. And then I got swarmed by all these other people. <laughs> Do you know who you were talking to? I never have no, any idea who I'm talking no to. Um, so that would have been neat if I would realized at the time. But yeah. I think he probably appreciated that I didn't yeah, <laughs> know who yeah. he was. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I... I it's funny. I see people out and I think they're somebody <laughs> and then they're not. I'm like, right. you look like somebody. And then it's like, no, they're not. I would have to say, I don't, oh, that's a tough question for myself. I was interviewed by Kevin Harrington. He was one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. Okay. Um, so I had an interview with him once. So I, I guess maybe that's the most famous person. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, Natalie, you are here with us from Echoes. So tell us, uh, Echoes is an organization here in Elizabethtown, a nonprofit here in Elizabethtown. What does ECHO stand for? ECHO stands for Elizabethtown Community Housing and Outreach Services. Okay. So implied in there is Elizabethtown. However, we actually serve the um, northwest region of Lancaster County. So we serve Elizabethtown, Bainbridge, Reams, Marietta, Maytown, and Mountjoy. So we have this whole corner of the county up here, and we help people who are suffering from housing instability, income instability, um, We have nine programs that we serve them through. They range anywhere from housing support programs that might be a light touch. Maybe Mm -hmm. they just need landlord mediation. Maybe they need um, help with utilities arrears, some type of light touch like that. The whole way up through a heavier touch with the more permanent supportive housing, um, transitional housing. Maybe they're on a wait list somewhere. And then some of our other programs also touch on information referrals. And then the Elizabethtown Emergency Shelter, which I think is what most people are familiar with. Yeah, I was going to say, probably most people only know it as the emergency emergency shelter, Mm -hmm. but there are so many other things that you do there. So how did you become involved with the organization? Well, I've lived in Elizabethtown for 23 years, so part of that Elizabethtown PA Facebook group. Uh And for years, I just kept hearing it being mentioned and referred to. This was probably back in like 2017, maybe 2018. Um, I kept hearing it pop up and became familiar with what they do. And then a friend of mine had signed up to help bring meals to some of the shelter guests. And when I heard about that, I jumped on board with her, helped her prepare and drop off some meals. Um, So a few years later, when I saw the job posting, had it in the back of my head and wanted to become more involved and interested and here I am. Okay and what is your position there? My position is a development director so I help with everything 
in terms of outreach, which is mm-hmm. what I'm doing today, um, special events, grant writing, donor relations, um, anything that has to do with fund development, marketing, those types of things. Okay. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the um, winter shelter. That is probably what people are most familiar with. So we'll just touch on that. The winter shelter runs, what are the months of that? Well, we actually don't call it the winter shelter anymore. We call it the Elizabethtown Emergency Shelter because it does extend beyond winter. Okay. Um, So that normally runs from the first week in December, the first Monday in December, until the last Friday in March. Okay. So we just wrapped up the season with the Elizabethtown Emergency Shelter. Um, And like you've said, like that is what people know us the most for. However, it's our only program that doesn't run year round. Okay. Um, But it's a very intense program when it's open. I have some numbers here because we mm-hmm. just wrapped up this year's season. Um, we served over 8,700 meals in wow. those four months. We had close to 3,000 bed nights and we served 74 individuals. Oh, so it has awesome. a huge impact during those four months. Awesome. Awesome. So the other eight programs yes. run year <laughs> round. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about each one of those. Okay. Um, there's a couple that that kind of can blend together just mm-hmm. because um, they serve the same type of crisis housing or transitional housing purpose. We separate them into different programs because of like the funding requirements mm-hmm. and how we can serve people within those programs. But um, they would be programs like Bridge House 90, um, which is a crisis housing program. Um, that is temporary living um we try we used to have time limits on it we tried to do that so much anymore covid kind of threw time limits out Uh the window Uh (laughs) what we can do but we offer um transitional housing for them maybe they had a house fire maybe they found themselves in an unfortunate situation with a medical bill or losing a job something where they're a couple months behind Mm -hmm. and we can offer that transitional support Um, the other program we have that is transitional housing as well is called our homestead housing program so that's um located in the echoes building 105 East Washington Street. That program serves 55 plus low income Lancaster County residents. Okay. Beyond that, we do give a preference to veterans and people with a disability. Um, That program actually came about because we looked at our other programs and said, where is the gap? Mm -hmm. What population are we not serving? And the answer was the 55 plus community. So they have furnished apartments on the second floor of our building. There's four one bedroom and two studio apartments. Um, They meet with the case advocate. That's actually one of the unique things with all of our programs. Mm -hmm. They have access to case advocates and can meet with them to sit down and say, what are the obstacles you specifically are facing? How can we help you overcome those obstacles? They came up, come up with a game plan. How are we gonna tackle each thing one by one um, to help you achieve the ultimate goal, which is housing stability according right. to our mission. So that's another one of our programs. We also have a permanent supportive housing program. These are for people who, um, it's not transitional because of the word permanent. They mm-hmm. probably will need help for the rest of their life. Maybe it's because of a disability, a okay. mental illness, something like that. Um, we also have the Enrichment Center. The Enrichment Center is on the first floor of our building. It's a drop-in, low-barrier shelter, meaning that you do not need to set up an intake appointment, mm-hmm. which is required for the rest of our programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just come in, and you can use the resources we have within the Enrichment Center. So it's a little hard to give 
a definition of what the enrichment center Mm -hmm. is because it's really a matter of looking at the person in front of you and saying, what do you need? How can we help you? That might be using our free computer labs. They can do employment searches. They can do housing searches. They can create resumes. Um, It might be attending one of the workshops that they Mm -hmm. host through the enrichment center. So they'll bring in... um, They'll bring in a bank sometime. Effort mm-hmm. and National Bank has come in. They have done um, budgeting workshops for our clients. They will bring in CareerLink, and they'll do how to do employment searches, how to build your resume, interviewing techniques. Um, they'll have workshops trying to teach communication skills. Maybe that's how to communicate with an employer, how mm-hmm. to communicate with a landlord, whatever their need might be. Um, they also offer three private rooms in the Enrichment Center where you can meet with a case advocate, to work on your game plan and come up with your goals. Mm -hmm. You could go into one of the private rooms if you want to take one of our computers and have a telehealth appointment. Okay. A lot of our clients, one of the biggest issues they have is transportation. Mm -hmm. So giving them access to telehealth appointments, mental health appointments that they might need, things like that is huge. Um, They also can just come in and get resources that they might need to grab and go, which might be grab and go food items for lunches or dinner. Mm -hmm. It might be grab-and-go hygiene items, things like that. And even though the um, Elizabethtown Emergency Shelter has closed for the season, a lot of the services that we provide through there are transferred to the Enrichment Center during the off-season. So they can still come through the Enrichment Center and sign up for showers twice Mm -hmm. a week. They can still come and sign up for laundry services. once a week, we have the Lancaster refresh truck come outside to offer services and um, paramedicine. So maybe they need to come and get a blood pressure check or a diabetes check yeah, or awesome. wound care, things like that. So it's a long explanation mm-hmm. of what the Enrichment Center mm-hmm. is, but it's because we try to encompass so much. Well, you within do, that. you offer so much there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and what I love to hear is the case advocacy and having that case worker that person that works with you because oftentimes people just need someone to walk alongside of them Mm -hmm. for a short amount of time have the accountability be have their eyes opened up to the resources available help with those resources to get back on their feet so when you talk about your 55 plus living that you have there typically how long is someone there Well, that's one of our newest programs. So we just hit one year of it being open back in February. Mm -hmm. Um, So the original intent was that would be about Mm 12-month transitional housing program. Now, we have a little bit of leeway in Mm -hmm. that because if we have a tenant that's in one of those apartments and we see, well, they're on a waiting list for a senior apartment here in town and their spot might come up in a month. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say you need to leave in 12 right. months if your spot is up in a month. So there's some leeway within that. Um, we also have clients who meet with their case advocate regu- regularly, follow the steps, check things off their list, and they can move out in two or three months because they found affordable housing, okay. they found awesome. the job, they found whatever they need. So. We say about 12 months, but we just hit 12 months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're just kind of figuring out our footing with that right Right. now. Um, But the case advocacy that you mentioned is huge because Mm -hmm. I think anybody, regardless of your housing Mm -hmm. situation, when you're faced with a long to-do list of here's 12 things I need to do in order to accomplish my ultimate goal, it's overwhelming for anybody. When you couple that with not having safe, stable, supportive housing, they might be on the street, they might be sleeping on somebody's couch, that to-do list becomes much more overwhelming Mm -hmm. than it is for the rest of us. Um, Having the case advocate that they can meet with who knows how to walk those steps, Mm -hmm. who knows 
the best order to do them in and who has the connections here in town is huge. So that's another thing that we try and promote is we know we don't do it all at Echoes. We try and really stay focused on our mission Mm -hmm. of housing stability and income stability. Within that, sometimes there's some other steps that need to be taken, which might be food insecurity. It might be they need clothing for interviews, Mm -hmm. things like that. There are other resources here in town that meet those needs. So we try not to duplicate those services. Instead, we try and really beef up our community partnerships. We try and make sure we're working hand in hand with some of the other nonprofits, some of the other organizations in town. So if our clients come to us and they need a job or they need an apartment, but one of the obstacles they're facing is they might not have a social security card. They might not have Mm -hmm. ID in order to fill out those applications. We have a direct contact with the state representative's office, Tom Jones' office here in town. We can speed up that process for them. Um, We have the direct contact with CareerLink. We have a direct contact with a lot of property managers Mm -hmm. here in town, a lot of the big employers here in town. Um, Again, transportation is a huge issue. We have a lot of clients who work out the industrial park with those jobs, Mm -hmm. Amazon, Nordstrom Grove, all of those. That's a hike to get Mm -hmm. there when transportation is an issue. Um, So we have a partnership with the Common Wheel out of Lancaster that they have provided bikes for a couple of our clients so they can get to their jobs better. So we work very closely with a lot of other organizations and really try and emphasize we're not trying to duplicate services, but we want to be partners and have those community resources available for our clients here. Very good, very good. So what are some goals that Echoes has for the next couple of years? Um, One main goal would be to really keep working on those partnerships. Uh (laughs) So that is Mm -hmm. something that um, comes up quite often in there. So a little bit redundant with my last answer, Mm -hmm. but we really want to just continue to strengthen them. We want to continue to look at our clients holistically. Mm and say, we can help you with this part, what else do you need? And then get them the resources they need for the other parts. Um, Because we understand sometimes maybe their work ethic is there. Maybe they have the motivation to get a job, but maybe there's a physical medical issue that's keeping them from being a stable employee. We can help connect them to those medical resources. So one of our goals is to really continue to enforce those community partnerships. We also just want to make sure we stay focused on our mission. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of mission drift Mm -hmm. when sometimes it's easy to like go a little bit away because it kind of ties in, but Mm -hmm. not quite. So we've actually, um, we're working on a strategic plan to make sure we stay focused Mm -hmm. on what our exact mission is and we don't drift away from that. Um, And I think within that, having that strategic plan and a clear, concise mission, the biggest goal would be to make sure we serve our clients in the best way they need. Sometimes that means adding programs like we did with Homestead Housing. Um, Sometimes it means taking away a program that's no longer relevant Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. maybe somebody else is doing it within the county. So um, I think that will really drive the programs that we're using to make sure they stay focused on our mission. Very good. So tell me most rewarding part about working there for you or maybe a a success story that has really touched you. I think the most rewarding part is obviously seeing the clients Mm -hmm. thrive, seeing Mm -hmm. them get stably housed, watching them complete their steps. Um, You really get to see the progression from the Mm -hmm. first time they walk in to then graduating from one of our programs. And we had a particular client who was actually one of our first guests in the Homestead Housing Program, and he hit all the requirements and a lot of the preferences. So he was 
55 plus, low income. He was sleeping on somebody's couch. He was a veteran, disabled. Uh-huh. He hit everything. Um, he was very motivated and wanted to have stable housing, wanted to have a full-time job. He had everything you needed for that internal drive. Uh, he just could not find a place that met all his requirements, okay. which was the affordable apartment, walking distance to a job, a mm-hmm. job that accepted his service dog, worked with his disability. He mm-hmm. needed everything to come together. Um, but because of his case advocate and how hard he worked on his own steps, he was able to accomplish that in just a couple short months, graduate from the program, moved into his own place, has a full-time job, and is doing fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I think for other people, that's sometimes what sometimes what they don't um, see unless mm-hmm. they come in and actually volunteer, mm-hmm. meet our clients face-to-face. I think they don't see a lot of that internal drive that most of our clients have. Very good. Very good. Okay. So if someone's thinking about donating to Echoes, what would you say to them? Well, we have a couple of different ways you can donate. Mm-hmm. So um, donation of time. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of needs for volunteers, especially during the shelter season. Mm-hmm. We need over 70 volunteers per week with the shelter. We also have ongoing volunteer needs throughout the year. Those aren't really on a regular scheduled basis. Mm-hmm. They as they're as they come up. So it might be a moving team to move a client into a new apartment. It might be volunteer help with deep cleaning the Mm -hmm. shelter or um, helping us at one of our events. I think if somebody was interested in volunteering their time, I would say, please come talk to us because I know seeing it on paper or thinking in your head, I'm going to go volunteer Uh in a homeless shelter can be intimidating. Come talk to us. We can show you the shelter ahead of time. We can walk you through what you will be doing. We can connect you with another volunteer who can share their experiences. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be overwhelming. And we have trainings in place, um, people in place, staff that can help walk you through your first couple shifts. It's a very rewarding experience. The other aspect of donating would be donating material goods. Mm -hmm. So we have an ongoing need for individually packaged, non-perishable food items. We put them out in a cart in the enrichment center. Clients can come in and take them whenever they need. Um, A lot of need for like protein items. So maybe it's a small individual tuna kits or beef jerky or things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think people realize how much that means to our clients to come in and grab a lunch or a dinner to go. We also have ongoing needs for travel size, shampoo, soap, toothpaste, things like that, that our clients can use. Um, Those items, we really encourage people to look at our Amazon wish list or look at our website and please stick to that list. Okay. We get a lot of donations for things outside the list, which Mm -hmm. is very generous and we're appreciative Mm -hmm. of everything. But our clients don't always have the means and resources to take some of these donations. Right, right. Um, So we do have a very specific list that's on our website for that. And then the third aspect of donation is the financial donations. Mm-hmm. That really can stretch the farthest because I know people like to give and know specifically what's going mm-hmm. for, but those financial donations to go to the case advocacy and those employees is what is is the deal breaker with are they going to be successful are they not it really is what makes a difference to our clients we really um are unique with the case advocacy that we offer Mm -hmm. that you're not just coming and getting a nice nice place to sleep or a dry place to sleep you're coming because you want that ultimate goal of the housing stability so those financial donations really go a long way um 
I forget exactly the number last year, but I believe it was like $225,000 worth of free case advocacy. All of our clients or all of our programs I meant are free to our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all offered to them. And with those donations from businesses, from individuals, we have a little bit more freedom in how we can use those as opposed to the government grants that come with a lot of restrictions. So it really makes a difference in allowing us to look at the clients in front of us and say, how can we best use this money to serve you um, and achieve that outcome? That's awesome. That's awesome. So if someone would like to donate items to you, the, they can go online, they can see your need, and then can they drop it off? Are there certain hours that they should drop it off? Yes. Yeah, so if they order something from the Amazon wish list, that's mm-hmm. actually easiest because they can just ship it directly to that's us. Awesome. So yeah. our website is right there. They can ship it to 105 East Washington Street. We have a lot of clients who just on their weekly grocery shopping trip will pick up an extra case of water or an mm-hmm. extra box of granola bars or something and drop it off. Those donations can be dropped off during our open business hours which is Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. I'm um, right at 105 East Washington Street. Okay. And then to donate financially, I assume that is on your website? Yes. And so that website is? The website is echoeslancaster.org. There's a little tab you can see, oops, you can see um, give, and then there's different options for giving. Um, there's also a tab on there where you can see to donate the items as well a tab for if they would like to volunteer. They're always free to reach out to us too. If they email office at Mm echoeslancaster.org, the person who receives those emails can direct them to the correct person, whether it's a physical donation, a monetary donation, anything like that. Okay, that's awesome. So any upcoming events? Earth Day. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, this Saturday, the 22nd at the Mm -hmm. Elizabethtown Fairgrounds, we will be there for Earth Day. Um, We will be collecting plastic grocery bags. So Mm -hmm. if anybody has extra plastic grocery bags, we can turn them into sleeping mats for our client. So they get crocheted, braided into sleeping mats um, that are lightweight, hygienic, a barrier between Mm -hmm. them and the cold ground. Um, So extra plastic grocery bags can be brought to Earth Day on Saturday. Um, Beyond that, you'll see us a couple different places this summer. So we'll be at the Elizabethtown Fair. We'll be at the National Night Out in August. Um, And then jumping forward to um, Thanksgiving, I'm just going to go ahead and start shouting it everywhere. (laughs) We have um, our annual Turkey Chase 5K on Thanksgiving morning. Um, This past year, we actually moved it out to the E-Town Fairgrounds, and I don't know if anybody came, but it just exploded. It just, it went from a fun local race with about 140 people to almost 300 people and activities and other businesses were out there and it just was so much fun. So we're expecting it to be even bigger this year. Um, We're going to start getting some information out about that soon and we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Very good. Anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about Echoes that we may have missed? Um, I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I just want to encourage people to just approach us, to just Mm -hmm. come out and businesses, individuals, churches, organizations. We really just encourage people to reach out This is a great time to come get a tour of the shelter Mm -hmm. since it's not operating right now. Um, We can come out. We can speak to your organization, to your church. Mm -hmm. We can tell you about the different volunteer opportunities, different ways to get involved. We have some businesses and organizations come to us to do a combined tour, and then they'll do a team building activity downstairs. Maybe they're putting together to-go bags for our clients, working on something else. So that's an option as well. Um, But, yeah, we just want to encourage people to come out and to not be intimidated. Mm -hmm. I think 
the more we can get the word out about what we're doing and have people actually standing there in the physical space, mm-hmm. seeing what it is, um, the more they'll just have a better understanding and want to be involved with us yeah no I agree totally I encourage anyone if you have not seen the facility to stop out it's it's an amazing space Mm -hmm. and everything that you offer to help people with food insecurity housing insecurity and just to help them get back on their feet it is an amazing place and an an amazing work that you're doing here right in the Elizabethtown community in the northwest region so thank you so much Natalie for being on this morning I appreciate it (laughs) This has been another episode of Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and organizations in the Elizabethtown area. And this podcast is made possible by Daniel right here at Electronics Connect, 19 East High Street. Please make sure you see him for all sales, service, repairs of your electronics. And remember, support all things local.